Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. When the transport plane in which Kent and Lois Lane were following Walter Huffman and his Chinese henchman Hu Ling was forced down in a storm, Kent left Lois at a small Midwestern hotel while he proceeded to San Francisco as Superman. Neither of them was aware that Huffman and Hu Ling had broken their journey at the same hotel in order to throw whoever might be following them off the track. As our story continues today, Huffman has discovered that Lois is in room 507, and he promptly goes up to visit her. Listen. Yes? How do you do? My name is Schmidt. Edward Schmidt. Wait a minute. Yes? If your name is Schmidt, why did your pocket handkerchief carry the initial W.H.? Oh, that will... You're uh... lying. Your name isn't Schmidt. I know who you are. Walter Huffman. Now, wait a minute. Operator. Operator. Put down that phone. Operator. Now, pick up the phone. Pick it up. Replace the receiver on the hook. What do you want? Answer it. Answer it. Answer it. Do you hear me? See, it was a mistake. Ever... Never mind, operator. It was a mistake. Thank you, Miss Lane. You are a smart girl. What do you want? What do I want? Nothing. The question is, what do you want? For what reason were you and Mr. Kent en route to San Francisco? That's none of your business. I am afraid I will have to make it my business. You are following me. Why? Because you met... Say it, Miss Lane. Because I murdered Dr. Chivon. You don't have to be afraid. I'm not afraid. So you think I am responsible for Chiwan's death? Of course you have evidence. Enough to send you and that Chinese partner of yours to the chair. Really? I am sure Hu Ling will be interested. Uh, don't move, Miss Lane. It might be dangerous. Hu Ling. Yes, Hu Come in. Hu Ling, this is Miss Lois Lane, reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. This humble person is honored, Miss Lane. Miss Lane has just told me, Wu Lane, that she has enough evidence to send both of us to the electric chair for the murder of Chi Wan. There is an old Chinese proverb, he who bears witness walks in the shadow of death. <laughs> A very good proverb, Wu Lane. You can't frighten me. We are not trying to frighten you, Miss Lane. Are we, Wu Lane? Certainly not, Mr. Huffman. That would be to show this courtesy to a lady. But we would like to know, Miss Lane... Just what evidence you have. All right, all right. I haven't any evidence against oh? you. And yet you and Mr. Kent wasted no time following us. You must have had suspicions. Why, just, just accompanying Mr. Kent. I wasn't told why we were making the trip. You but... do not lie convincing me, Miss Lane. But that is unimportant. I think it would be dangerous to leave you here alone. I'm returning east in the morning. No. You are going west with us. But first, there is a little matter to attend to. How did Mr. Kent continue on to San Francisco? By plane. All planes were grounded because of the weather. He hired a private plane. Then we will go by train. Pulling. In the desk drawer, you will find some telegraph planes. Yes, Armand. These are the ones you wish? Yes, thank you. Now we will send Mr. Kent a telegram. Where can he be reached? I don't know. Come, come, Miss Lane. 
Don't make it difficult. Are there not other methods, Hoffman? I don't think that would be necessary. Well, Miss Lane? I tell you, I don't know. Very well. We'll have to make use of our ingenuity. Mr. Kent probably suspects that Hoodling and I are journeying best to take passage on a boat for China. Therefore, he will search for us at the pier. Since there is only one line now operating between America and the Orient, the Eastern Star Line, that is where we will send the telegram. You are very clever, man. Thank you, Hoodling. Now, what shall we say? Doesn't matter what you say. He'll never get it. That is a chance we must take. Mr. Clark Kent, chair of the Eastern Star Steamship Line, San Francisco. Return east at once. Very important. Love, Lois. Take this down to the lobby, Hooling, and see that it is sent immediately. Oh, yes, and uh, purchase a veil for Miss Lane. A heavy, dark veil. I understand, Hoffman. I shall return with haste. You're mad if you think I'm going with you, Hoffman. You have two choices, Miss Lane. Either you accompany us quietly or... Mm, I'd rather not discuss the alternative. You wouldn't dare touch me. When men are desperate, Miss Lane, they will dare anything. Do not force us to take drastic action. You will be better off if you do as we say. Much better off. Pudding, I think now we can take the gag off. I'm sure Miss Lane is smart enough to realize we mean her no harm. Yeah, that's better. You thief, both of you. I'm sure you do not mean I that. mean every word of it. If you think you can get away with this, you're crazy. Please, Miss Lane, you are tired. I will send a porter in to make up your berth. Come, Uling. Remember, Miss Lane, we'll be watching this drawing room. Don't do anything you may regret. With Lois Lane, an unwilling passenger on a westbound train... And Clark Kent about to receive a telegram that will send him hurrying back east. Walter Huffman stands a good chance of escaping the country with the precious dragon's teeth. Meanwhile, in the editorial office of the Daily Planet, editor Perry White is making a frantic attempt to learn the whereabouts of Lois and Kent. Listen. What in the name of heaven do I have to do to get some information around here? Miss Kenyon. Miss Kenyon. Yes, Mr. White. Don't guess me. What about Kent and Miss Lane? Where are they? Well, I, I can't seem to find them, Mr. White. You can't seem to find that. Now, look here. That plane they were on was forced down at Briarville. Yes. What do you mean, yes? We got that in a news report. Well, yes, And Mr. they White. said... Uh, I told you not to yes me. Did you call the airline? Yes, sir. No, I, I mean... Uh, what do you mean? Well, I, I called them. Uh, well, what did they say? Well, there were four passengers on the oh, plane Oh, what and... do I care how many passengers there were? What happened to Lois and Kent? Well, I'm coming to that. All the passengers were transferred to the Capitol Hotel at Briarville and they... Why didn't you say that in the first place? Did you call the hotel? No, sir. You didn't tell me to. Must I tell you everything? No, sir. Haven't you got a head of your own? Call the hotel. Yes, sir. Find out whether Kent's there. Yes, sir. If he is, I'll speak to him. Yes, sir. Uh, wait a minute. I'll put the call through myself. Stay here. I, I may need you. Yes, sir. Hello. 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 Get me the Capitol Hotel in Briarville. What? How should I know the number? Call me back. This newspaper certainly has more than a share of numbskull employees. Two of my best reporters make a forced landing in a storm and haven't brains enough to wire or call me to tell me they're all right. Miss Kenyon. Yes, Mr. White. What did they say at the airline? Was the plane damaged? Did it crack up? No, sir. It didn't crack up? Well, no, they didn't say. Oh. Harry White. On your call to the Capitol Hotel, Mr. White. Yes? The Briarville Exchange did not answer, Mr. White. Why not? The wires are down because of the storm. I'm sorry, sir. All right, forget it. She's sorry. <laughs> That's a hot one. You shouldn't be so worried, Mr. White. No, I shouldn't, eh? I shouldn't. And who is going to worry if I don't? But nothing 
think it happened to them. You're sure of that? No, I'm not sure, but... Come in. Come in. Hello, Mr. White. What? Kid. Surprised to see me? All right. All right, Miss Kenyon. Get out. Get out. Close the door behind you. Kent, what on earth happened? Well, we were forced down outside Briarville. Bad weather. I took Lois to the Capitol Hotel, left her there, and continued on to San Francisco by private plane. Go on. When I got there, the first place I visited was the Eastern Star Steamship Line, the only line in service to China. There was a telegram waiting there for me, so I flew back. Uh, flew back? What do you mean, flew back? All the planes were grounded. Well, I, uh, I hired another private plane. Oh. Uh, we, we made it in good time. Now, wait a minute. The telegram. What did it say, and who was it from? Why, it was from Lois. Said to come back east at once. Where is Lois? Well, that's what I'd like to know. You mean she's not here? She didn't return? No, and I haven't heard from her either. You haven't? I don't like this. I'll put a call through to the Capitol Hotel in Briarville. No, I've already done that. Yes? And the wires are down. Can't get through. She doesn't like Lois to keep us in the dark. I don't understand it. If, if she sent a wire to me, why didn't she communicate with you somehow? I've been sitting here tearing my hair out ever since I learned your plane was forced down. In the first place, I had no word from you. And in the second place, I figured you'd never get to the coast in time to stop Huffman. Well, whether Huffman is stopped or not is unimportant now. We've got to find out what happened to Lois. She's just got Mr. Porter, ma'am. Gentlemen say you wanted your boat made up. Yes, please. Yes. Won't take me long to make it up, ma'am. Oh, ma'am, I told this way. Porter. Yes. What's our next stop? Greenville, ma'am. Listen, if I gave you a telegram, could you have it sent from Greenville? Yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll go get your black. No, don't do that. I have a piece of paper. You're you're sure it'll get off all right. Yes, ma'am. We got five minutes in Greenville. Oh, that's fine. Harry White. Daily Planet, Metropolis, in trouble. Have police meet Pacific Flyer into San Francisco. Lower. We're coming into Greenville, ma'am. Okay, I'm finished. Now, here's the telegram. Here's a dollar. Please be sure and see that it's sent. You hear me? It's very important. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and I'll be back to make up the bill. Yes, ma'am. I'll have everything tenanted. Yes, sir. Order. Yeah, 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 Order. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Young lady in that drawing room, Porter, she is all right? Oh, yes, is she all right? The uh, reason I ask, Porter, is that she is not well. Something is wrong with her mind. In case she happens to say something to you that sounds queer, don't pay any attention to it. She ain't said nothing queer, sir. No, sir, she, she just gave me this here telegram to send it green there. Oh, she gave you a telegram? Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think you'd better let me see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Uh, you don't have to bother sending this telegram, Porter. I'll take care of it. Thank you. Unknown to Lois, a virtual prisoner on the speeding train, Walter Huffman has intercepted her urgent wire to Perry White. Can anything now prevent Huffman from carrying through whatever plans he has in mind? Plans that not only involve Lois, but also the precious dragon's teeth? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
episode 163, February 24th, 1941, The Dragon's Teeth 7. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt. And I've talked before about how the end of an episode may or may not line up with the beginning of the next episode. But I'm going to bring it up again because it was a glaring change between the last episode and the beginning of this one. In more modern media, like television shows, with a running plot line through multiple episodes, it is not uncommon for there to be a previously on segment before the next episode begins. And it is usually clips from previous shows that will factor into the show that is about to play. This is especially common between seasons of a show to catch up on stuff you may have forgotten or missed. And it could also happen at the beginning of a movie. I unequivocally love the Karate Kid franchise and Cobra Kai series. And I was just wanted to use one example. The movie Karate Kid 2 begins by showing clips and highlights from the first Karate Kid movie and then begins when Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are leaving the All-Valley Karate Tournament. It is a pretty seamless transition and you don't feel like you've missed a beat. And today's audiences you know, with access to the streaming shows or physical media, plus not to mention the internet and fan sites, they would definitely notice if something was omitted or changed. And they would and do give the studio grief when that happens. We end up getting different cuts of movies, like in the case of the Justice League movie. And this can turn into an enormous tangent, and it's already large enough. So let's get back to our beloved Superman radio serial. So last episode, we ended with Walter Huffman going to Lois's hotel room and gaining her trust by saying he was a friend of Clark's. And she ended up letting him inside her room. This episode's opening, though, she just blindly trusted him and let him in. There's no mention of Walter Huffman saying he met Clark in the lobby. And I wonder if the doors at that hotel were equipped with fisheye lenses. Because it is my opinion she should not have opened that door, even if you consider that he did run into Clark in the lobby. And Clark, because mainly because Clark should be there with him to assure her that he is not a shady character. The plot does dictate that he gains entry into her room, we could have had Hu Ling scale the building and get in through a window. And that would have given Hu Ling more of a threatening presence due to his, due to his uh, athletic prowess that he could get in through a fifth floor window. But that aside, they do make Hu Ling seem like a menace, especially with his line to Lois when she lets on that she knows that Walter and Hu Ling murdered Dr. Chi Wan. There is an old Chinese proverb, he who bears witness walks in the shadow of death. <laughs> A very good proper When Walter concocts his plan and tries to shake Clark off his trail by sending that telegram to Clark, care of the Eastern Star steamship line, and he's acting like he's sending the telegram to go back east from a telegram from Lois, I just love the fact that it ended with, Love, Lois. Even this unscrupulous jeweler recognizes chemistry between Lois and Clark, even if Lois doesn't realize it yet. And I will say, though, that I do think Lois Lane of the radio serial does have a better, more warm relationship with Clark Kent than is present in the comic books, 
where she is more likely to put him down with an occasional insult. So Hu Ling is sent down to the lobby, and he gets a darkened veil. And Walter and Hu Ling end up getting Lois laying on that train. And they foolishly let her talk to a porter who's going to make up her bunk. And when that happened, Lois should have let the porter know the situation and told him to have police waiting when they reach San Francisco. He could have called them in Greenville rather than having this telegram that gets intercepted anyway. Lucky, though, that this porter's kind of incompetent, and he should have probably had more compassion for Lois's situation. But he was probably just not great at reading people and accepted Huffman's explanation that Lois is not well, and something is wrong with her mind. Maybe he didn't hear her dictating also the telegram that she is in trouble, although it does seem like he was standing by her. And then the last part of this episode that I really wanted to talk about is at the Daily Planet, when Perry is losing his mind because he can't get a hold of Clark and Lois, and he knows their plane made a forced landing in a storm. And then his frustration is directed at Miss Kenyon, who must be the secretary of the Daily Planet. What in the name of heaven do I have to do to get some information around here? Miss Kenyon! Miss Kenyon! Yes, Mr. White? Don't guess me. What about Kent and Miss Lane? Where are they? Well, I, I can't seem to find them, Mr. White. You can't seem to find out. Now, look here. That plane they were on was forced down at Briarville. Yes. What do you mean, yes? We got that in the news report. Uh, yes, And Mr. they White. said, uh, I told you not to yes me. Did you call the airline? Yes, uh, No, I, I mean... Uh, what do you mean? Well, I, I called them. Uh, well, what did they say? Well, there were four passengers on the oh, plane. Oh, what and... do I care how many passengers there were? What happened to Lois and Kent? Well, I'm coming to that. All the passengers were transferred to the Capitol Hotel at Briarville, and they... Why didn't you say that in the first place? Did you call the hotel? No, sir, you didn't tell me to. Must I tell you everything? No, sir. Haven't you got a head of your own? Call the hotel. So in my mind's eye, I can really see Miss Kenyon, after her shift is over at the Daily Planet, just talking to her significant other, or a family member, or a friend, and saying, Mr. White is a dick! So then, after she is excused and Clark enters Perry's office, he figures out how he was duped. And Lois and Clark are going to have to figure out like a special keyword or phrase in the future to know if people can be trusted or messages are legitimately from each other. So there was no Superman action in this episode, but I thought that the suspense is ramping up because Clark has no idea where Lois is. You know, she's kidnapped. That telegram's not going to go out now to have police waiting. And we're going to have to find out if Superman can save her or if Lois can save herself in future installments of the thrilling adventures of Superman. And outside the radio serial, I am using a website at onthisday.com. And I was able to find out that on February 24th, 1941... The 43 Guzan resistance fighter trial opens in the Hog. And also, there was an anti-Nazi meeting at Nudermarkt, Amsterdam. And this was also the birth date of Joni Summers, an American singer and actress. So I'm going to close the show with the song One Boy by Joni Summers. Now it's time for intergalactic interaction 
thank you very much to Russell Bragg for retweeting. And that's at R-E Bragg with two G's. Thanks to for retweeting the episode and for sharing the show. Russell is the host of the DC Comics Present Show podcast. And he has completed a podcast reviewing the DC Comics Presents comic book series. And I think that's an awesome accomplishment. And I've been listening to his show and enjoying it. And then I also gave a shout out to my coworker and friend, Melissa, last episode. And I want to do it again because she said she listened with her young son, Eli, and he enjoyed it. So thank you for listening, Melissa and Eli. And my analytics on Anchor say that less than 1% of my audience is 0 to 17. So I'm happy to hear a kid enjoy the show. And thank you to anyone who spreads the word about this podcast's existence. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. I would like to make this show more interactive with the audience. So if you would like to send comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so in a variety of ways. On Twitter, at Radio Superman. There is a Superman Radio Revisited Facebook group, and you can send a voice message that I could play on the show through the Anchor app, which is free to download. And let's take a stop over at the Corrections Department. I'm thinking of the Mad Magazine, how they have all those in their table of contents. Anyway, last episode, I think I said last, in the episode, I said that it was episode 161, The Dragon's Teeth Part 5. Well, no, it was actually The Dragon's Teeth Part 6, episode 162. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster in its copyright DC Comics. Theme song is Belzebop by Man's Ear. And apologies, I forgot to mention that last episode. Hope they can forgive me. And all audio clips and music are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah.